Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business. Today, I have something very special that I want to share with you. I came across a brilliant book that has really helped me to not only shift my perspective, but also to change the way that I look at all my interactions and relationships with people. Now, I've shared this with quite a few people lately, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to talk about this on the podcast because I think it is something that you will benefit from too. It's a brilliant book. It is actually a New York Times bestseller. It's co-authored by Tom Rath and Mary Reckmeyer. Now, you might know Tom Rath as the author of the best-selling book, StrengthsFinder and Strengths-Based Leadership. Now, this book that I'm going to talk about is truly a game changer in every sense of the word. It's helped me to change the way that I view all my interactions with others and all my relationships and also how I view their interactions with me. I found out about this book from one of my coaches, actually one of my many coaches, and I'll tell you more about that later on. Now, it features a lead character named Felix, and it follows him through his journey of self-discovery and understanding his relationship with his self and also with his impact on others. The book is called How Full Is Your Bucket? Now, I don't think that I could ever really describe how good this book is. The only way that you can really understand how good it is, is if I read some of it to you. And that's exactly what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to read you, well, not just a passage from the book. I'm going to read you the entire book from start to finish in this episode. And I have a feeling that you're going to love it. So... Without further ado, get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? All right, we're going to start at the very beginning, page number one. Felix was putting one of the last blocks on his tower when his little sister came in. I want to build with you, she said. Felix scowled. Go away. You're too little. But I'm big, she said. Felix told her, stay back. You'll knock it over. I can be really careful, she said. Go play with your baby toys, Anna. Now that made Anna sad. So what did she do? Whack. She destroyed Felix's block tower. So they yelled for their grandpa to come and sort things out. Grandpa shook his head. Felix, you just dipped from your sister's bucket. Like everyone else, Anna has an invisible bucket. And when it's empty, she feels bad. But when it's full, she feels great. Didn't you ever notice your own bucket? Invisible bucket, Felix thought to himself. Sometimes he couldn't tell when his grandfather was joking. But the next morning, when Felix woke up, there it was, a small gray bucket floating above his head. For real, maybe his grandpa did know what he was talking about. When Felix came down to have breakfast, his mom was in a hurry. 
I've got a meeting this morning and it's almost time to go. Anna, sit down. Felix reached for the cereal and then he slipped and the choco wheats scattered across the floor. Felix, yelled his mom, you should have used the stool to reach that. Felix could feel his bucket tip and a big invisible drip spilled out. Drip, drip. Ha ha, Anna laughed as she walked through the cereal on the floor and crunched it with her shoes. Drip, get the broom and clean that up before you miss the bus, scolded his mom. With the school bus honking, Felix quickly swept up the choco weeds and grabbed the last blueberry muffin. But before he could even take one bite, Buster, the dog, jumped up and he grabbed the muffin from his hand. Drip. Another drip gone from Felix's bucket. And then on the bus, one of the older kids started to tease him. Hey, look, look at Felix's backpack. My baby brother has one just like it. Drip. And then at school, other kids were gossiping about Felix behind his back. Drip. One of the bigger kids came by and said, watch out, shrimp. Drip. It was still morning, and Felix's bucket felt almost empty. As he watched his classmates walk in the room, he secretly hoped that they would trip and fall. That's what it feels like when you have an empty bucket. Okay, let's pause and check in here. Poor Felix, he is not having a good day, is he? He's getting it from all different angles. He started off on the wrong foot and his bucket is at a critical all-time low. There is less than a quarter of water left in his bucket. How is Felix going to make it through the day? I don't know if he will. Let's dive back in and find out. Felix slumped into his seat and waited for something else bad to happen. Mrs. Bumblenickel, his teacher, walked slowly up to his desk and handed him a paper. He could hardly even bear to look. Felix, you wrote a wonderful story. It got an A+. Would you like to share it with the class? Felix grinned and felt a big drop land right in his bucket drop. And as he read his story in front of the class, his bucket started to fill. The class drew quiet. They laughed at all the right places and they ooed at all the scary parts. When Felix finally read the end, everyone clapped. Even Emily, who sat right next to him and didn't usually like dinosaurs. Felix felt a whole shower of drops land in his bucket. Maybe the day wouldn't be so bad after all. At lunch, Felix found a love note from his mom packed in his lunch. A drop went into his bucket. Then he got picked as one of the team captains in gym. Another drop in his bucket. And the art teacher complimented him on his painting. Nice cow. Uh, it's actually a dog. Oh, well, nice colors there, Felix. Then a cute girl commented on his backpack. Cool laser ant backpack, Felix. You guessed it. Drop into his bucket. By afternoon, Felix's bucket was nearly 
full. At recess, when he looked around, Felix suddenly realized that his grandpa was right. Everyone else had a bucket, too. And as he helped the teacher pick up his papers, drop into his bucket and into the teacher's. As he passed it back a baseball, drop into his bucket and the other guy's bucket. As he introduced himself to the new kid, Amir, at school, drop into his and into Amir's bucket. The strange thing was that for every drop he helped put into somebody else's bucket, he felt another drop into his own bucket. When Felix burst in the door after school, he shouted, You were right, Grandpa. I do have a bucket, and I understand how it works. Then he saw Anna's torn doll on the floor. Bad dog, he almost scolded. But then he thought, well, dogs might have an invisible bucket, too. Your doll will be okay, Anna, said Felix. Mom will fix her. Until then, do you want to help me build the tallest building in the world with my blocks? And so they did. The end. Okay, so did you like the book? And if you're wondering, yes, it is a children's book. (laughs) I'm sure you figured that out by now. Now, I learned about this book from one of my five-year-old buddies, and he was having a rough day because one of the kids at school wouldn't play with him, one of the big kids. And so rather than, although I'm sure it was tempting, rather than dissing that other kid, his dad did a great job to talk to him about his bucket, what happens when someone dips into his bucket, and how to fill up his bucket. And I loved this framework as a model because it's a way of processing feelings and understanding their impact without using labels. And the danger of labels, as we know, is that they are permanent. So often when someone hurts us or they do something mean, We want to put that label on them, right? They're bad. They're wrong. But using this bucket metaphor helps us to reframe the whole scenario and then go directly to that feeling or the impact of the other person's actions. And so I ran out and I got this book for myself to learn all about bucket theory. And I also wanted to share it with you on the podcast. Now, I've been using this book to change the way that I've been looking at my relationships because I've had a few incidents recently where people have really, really let me down and I've observed myself going to that place of wanting to put a label on them, right? That this person is selfish, that they have disappointed me and thinking to myself, you know, do I really want to tolerate someone in my life that treats me like that? And the truth is, whenever we are wronged like this, whenever we are hurt, our ego swoops in, kicks into high gear, and tries to protect us by creating a separation from us and this other person. Sometimes when we get really, really hurt by their actions, we're tempted, and our ego drives us here, we're tempted to put a label on them, right? They are selfish. They are mean. They are being disrespectful. 
And sometimes we're even tempted to play armchair therapist, right? And put a big label on them that there's something wrong with them. Like they're a narcissist and I don't want to have a narcissist in my life, do I? But I think this is dangerous because we don't ever give other people the space to make mistakes. And when we don't hold space for other people to change, then we don't give ourselves permission to make mistakes. I also think it's important to come back to values, right? Because just because we look at a certain behavior as right or wrong for us, that is interpretation of those actions is always based on our values. And someone else may have completely different values than we do. So right or wrong is always, not always, right or wrong is often relative based on the values that you hold, based on the expectations for what a relationship or a partnership might involve. So I love this metaphor of a bucket. And when I use it, specifically this metaphor applied to my life, it helps me get clear specifically about what someone did to hurt my feelings. It separates their actions from who they are. And then the next logical step is to give them the feedback and tell them what they did to upset us. So I love this book. I've shared it with so many people. This is the new gift that I'm giving to people when they have a baby. (laughs) This bucket metaphor is so brilliant to understand your interactions with others and also understand why sometimes people's actions make you feel crappy. It's a great reminder of how being a kid feels tough sometimes and what we can do to help them understand what's going on in their life. So I want to know, did you like this book? Are you going to go out and get it? Either way, you can get it for you. You can get it for your kids. You can get it for kids that you know. You can get it for many coaches in your life. If you want to check it out, it's called How Full Is Your Bucket for Kids by Tom Rath and Mary Reckmeyer. So it's time to start wrapping up this episode. And I don't know if you're like me and you have lots of mini coaches in your life. And when I use this term mini coach, I'm talking about kids, basically, because let's be honest, kids are brilliant. They are wise and they have so many great lessons for us. If you're like me and you believe in servant leadership, then you'll also believe that kids have just as much to teach us as we do to teach them. It's almost as if the lessons that they have to teach us are reminders. They're gentle nudges about things that we actually already knew, but we needed a good reminder about. You know, the simple lessons in life. The things that are really, really, really important. The things that make us happy. The things that make us feel whole, like remembering to play every day to laugh as much as physically possible, to do what you want, to play with others who make you happy, to be clear and ask for what you want, to have big dreams, to be silly, to go outside to eat ice cream, to grow every day even when you don't even try to remember that all our wounds heal, to forgive those 
who hurt us, to be curious, to speak your mind, to share, to watch your favorite movies over and over again because they do get better every single time, to always read a good story before you go to bed, and to have someone that you love who makes you feel safe tuck you in every night. Now, if you're like me and you have many coaches in your life, spend lots of time with them, especially in the summer. They have so much to teach us and to remind us about. And if they don't already have this book, then I suggest you order this book for them or order it for you and also for them. Keep teaching them the best that you can and please keep letting them keep teaching and reminding you what's really truly important in life.